You're listening to the FYI Podcast, where we talk about faith, Mm -hmm. life, relationships, adulting, your life, your career, your finances. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And happy Friday, everybody. Every single Friday, we kick off a new episode. And here's the thing. If you like FYI, and you want to maybe up your game in leadership and understanding of the word of God or topics, maybe like at large, we also have another podcast that maybe you don't know about. And that's Young Adults Today podcast. We talk to pastors, teachers, authors, individuals who are traveling the world and the nation, and just trying to figure out the things that you're asking. You know, they're taking it to the next level. They are adulting uh, 2.0, I'll say. How's that? (laughs) I love it. And so this podcast, as you guys know, we unpack a question each Mm -hmm. week that you're asking about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, and more. And so here's for today's question comes from our friend Preston. Hey, I'm Preston Smith. And my question is, what should I do if I keep hitting dead ends? How do I keep sustained to keep running with endurance? And Preston is asking one more time, what should I do if I feel like I keep hitting dead ends? Mm -hmm. What should I do to keep running with endurance? And that is, after all, an amazing question. I think that it could apply to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When you're adulting, there's so many big decisions of, well, education, right. major, college choice, major choice, career choice. Does my career need college? And so mm-hmm. sometimes with our education, we can feel like we're hitting dead ends or at home or with family or parents. Uh, relationships, friendships, Mm -hmm. maybe in the dating pool, like your expectation was something or to be married Mm -hmm. by such an age. And, and maybe that's not where you're at today. And we're, we're talking to the person who's listening and tuning in or watching. And you're saying where I'm at today, isn't where I want to be. And it could be career. I think I see this a lot of times with guys in their and gals in their career, uh, maybe financially or physically. And so what we want to do is not share our opinions Mm -hmm. or even our advice. We want to turn to the word of God. And Mm -hmm. Micah, can you help take us there? Yeah. So we're just going to kick it off right away with Galatians um, chapter six, verses nine through 10. So I'll just read through that right here and starting in verse nine or chapter verse, chapter six, verse nine. Sorry, here we go. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. There it is. Don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So even just to kick off that question, not only in the word of God, it says, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't stop praying. Don't turn away from maybe what God is calling you to just because things are getting a little rough or a little hard, or it's not going the way you want. We get to come to God in every single situation. So we just want to encourage you today to start there and to start doing that. And Josiah, do you have another verse for them to encourage them right off the bat? I do. I do. And I I think of whether it's Preston or others who are listening and and you have the same question, Mm -hmm. really um, Hebrews 12 one and two really says it. I I love this um, chapter in Hebrews. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles. So we're going to need to get rid of some stuff. 
Right. To move forward, there's going to be some things that you need to let go and leave behind. It could be something that was spoken over you. That's just not true. It doesn't align with the word of God. It could be some fears. Mm-hmm. It could be some sin, but there's going to need to be some things from your past that you don't need to bring into your future because they don't belong there. Then it says, and let us run with perseverance, the race that marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its chain and sat down at the right hand of the father of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And when your question was asked, Mm -hmm. I actually thought of these verses specifically right away because you answered part of your answer in your own question when you said, how do I not give up? How do I stay encouraged? How do I run Mm -hmm. with endurance and perseverance? In other words, sticking with it. And I think the source is Jesus. There is a supernatural spiritual component to this race called life Mm -hmm. that we're not running ourselves. And if we do run ourselves, even being young, we're going to run out of energy, right? There's a component of your life and your future and your calling and your destiny that only God can provide. Mm -hmm. Part of it is the inputs that you can control. You do the right thing you're faithful. And then there's a component of it, of God's working. Love the Dr. John Piper quote that God's doing 10,000 things behind the scenes. You might be aware of three of them. Mm -hmm. I think similarly with Louis Giglio said this in a sermon one time, life is short. God is big. So take the next step. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so easy to, um, have expectations beyond our current reality. That's called vision. That's called being a dreamer. That's called being a pioneer. You can see into the future and you're not stuck. So what do we do when we're stuck? We don't spin our wheels, right? We keep moving forward. And we can just look at this last verse right here um, before we kind of take it one step deeper. And it's 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. And it says this, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. And just to keep in mind, if God has laid something on your heart, if he's put something in your soul, if he's laid something in front of you that he really wants you to finish, like if he said it, he will do it, right? God is and was constant. He is constant and he is faithful in everything. It's just a matter of, are we going to remain faithful even when it gets tough and hard? And I think when we do that, there are many things that God's going to reveal along the way, right? And I know Josiah is very passionate about dreaming and doing. And that's one of the things that we want to encourage you to do. Not only Preston listening, but anybody else. Like if you feel like you're hitting that brick wall, if you feel like my prayers aren't being answered or should I move on from this job? Do I stay where I would ask you this? Where do you feel like you're plateauing? Because Josiah unpacked like six or seven different layers of where you might be hitting a dead end. So if you're in the gym and you're plateauing from your sprints to your, your, your maxing out your weight, all those different things, what can influence the plateau to take it to another mountain? Because this thing called life is a continuous mountain that we're always climbing. And I don't want to be morbid here, but are we ever really going to reach the top? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll be able to see the scene, the scenery and the scenes along the way. 
But our ultimate goal is to build our treasures in heaven, is to be in constant relationship with Jesus and to lead people to Christ and lead ourselves each and every single day, not only choosing him, but listening to him and obeying him in the process. So I would just so want to encourage you, like if God said it, he will do it. And here's the thing. I know in our lives, he doesn't usually show up early and guess what? He's never late. He's rarely early and he's never on late, but guess what? He's always on time. He's always on time. And guess whose time he's on? Not ours, his, right? (laughs) I think so many times we can get frustrated with where we are not, but here's an encouraging thing. Where you are and where you want to be is the story in between, right? The biggest stories and the most adventure that you have is the story that's currently being written But don't take your eyes off the prize or the thing that you're working towards, whether it's a goal, whether it's working through this plateau, whether it's at work with a plateau, maybe you feel like you're not being utilized. Go to your superior, go to your boss. Hey, is there anything else I can take off your plate that I can help you with because I have extra time? I finished all my work that I'm responsible for. Is there anything I can help you with? If you're going to the gym, maybe you're doing everything right in the gym, but you're not doing things right in the kitchen. Maybe you're choosing to go out to eat versus cooking at home and making some other choices. So even just taking into consideration, where am I plateauing financially? Oh my gosh, have you ever put together a budget? Do you see how much you're making as income um, from paycheck to paycheck or your monthly income or your set salary, whatever that is? Okay, maybe your spending habits need to change because that's causing you to plateau in your giving, your saving, your living on the rest. So there's all these different plateaus in our life that we get to hopefully not settle on because our settlement is not on a plateau. It's to get ready at that, at that plateau, get trained, and then get our gear on to take that next step towards the next mountain, right? And that mountain is still a trek up the, in the same direction, right? And if we get redirected, it's because maybe we were off course. So Josiah, what are you going to say? Micah, what I'm thinking is what might be helpful is if we get laser focused and practical on how to push past plateaus Mm -hmm. and specifically i'd i'd like us to really zero in the best that we can on Mm -hmm. like how do we push past plateaus and to get us there i want you to start thinking about that of of when when was a time where you felt like you were kind of hitting a glass ceiling Mm -hmm. and and like what did you do when you feel like i'm hitting my hand with the imaginary glass ceiling but like you there's greatness in you and there's Mm -hmm. more that's in you than can get outside of you right now. Like that's the dead end that he feels like he's hitting it. As, as you think Mm -hmm. about that, Mm -hmm. I'll just share a specific story and example and some insight that I've drawn on. Ken Coleman is America's career coach. He happens to be a friend of ours, a mentor from afar from Mm -hmm. Tennessee. And we saw him last week at an event. And I'm just reminded of one sentence that he said in his book, One Question. Mm-hmm. He wrote about it again in Proximity Principle. <laughs> We've talked with him on the Young Adults Today podcast about this, but he said, turn rejection into redirection. So good. He goes on to say, when you hear at your job, let's just focus on career for a second, because I happen to know with Preston, he's going through some career transition. And, and part of this question might be that. So I want to speak mm-hmm. to that for a second. And he can say in turn rejection into redirection with your job. Because if you hear the words not here, doesn't actually mean no. Right. All it means, not here. If you hear not now, 
doesn't mean no. doesn't mean forever, indefinitely. It just means not now. And I think with career specifically, um, I'll, I'll share one story mm-hmm. if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- when, when I was uh, at one of my previous employers or serving in a job, mm-hmm. I went and talked with both my direct report and the ultimate leader of that organization mm-hmm. because I put together a growth plan. This is some of Ken's advice. He said that if you want to get crystal clear on what do you want, be really specific. What is it you want? So I put together a personal growth plan and I asked my boss Mm -hmm. and then the leader of the organization, like, hey, can you help me grow in this area? Mm -hmm. And what ended up being the case is it was one of those rejection moments because there was some dreams inside of me that ultimately I never thought I'd say this or that it was would happen, but I outgrew that role. Mm-hmm. I outgrew that organization or that season of my life. And there was more that got in place with, in, within me mm-hmm. than could come out in that role. And the answer wasn't to be promoted into my supervisor's job. That wasn't the answer. I didn't want that. I don't think that they were asking of that or that that opportunity was there. But even if it was that, that doesn't solve mm-hmm. the itch that was inside of me, mm-hmm. this calling, this burden, mm-hmm. this anguish in my soul. It's almost like John Wesley, there was a fire in mm-hmm. my belly and John Wesley's story is he felt like he needed to mm-hmm. preach the gospel, but the pulpits of England were close to him. Right. So what do you do when you're called to preach and you're John Wesley, but you can't preach at any pulpit? He went to the field Mm -hmm. and thousands of people showed up to his field preaching. So I want us to think like a pioneer. I want us to think like a revivalist, like John Wesley. You might not be given this dream job where it's every opportunity that you could ever imagine. You need to get crystal clear Mm -hmm. on what it is you want. And so for me, I gave my employer that opportunity. Hey, I feel this inside of me. And mine was kind of like John Wesley's. I wanted to communicate more. I wanted to grow. And that opportunity just wasn't there in my role or in my position or in that Mm -hmm. organization for them to even offer me. Right. So what it ended up being is it ended up being an opportunity to explore other avenues. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. they hated me. It wasn't that I hated them. It was just ultimately there was a, God went with them and God went with mm-hmm. me or with us. And so in the process, one other crystal clear laser focused piece of insight that I would have is kind of this idea of a mastermind, find a community mm-hmm. with accountability, other experts in your field or seek out some mentors. And what a mentor or a mastermind gives you is two things, accountability and access. It surrounds you with some people who are beyond your current level. And when you surround yourself with people who've already busted through the plateau, they can help you get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great illustration of just imagining like where you are, where you want to be and asking God, how do, how do I get there? Because if he's put something inside of you, like he did with Josiah and he did with me, it is uncomfortable. And I would say this, there is stunted growth versus growing pains. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. Stunting your stunted growth versus growing pains. I've never heard you say that. Me either. That's why I wrote it down. So, (laughs) 
So I think when you hit that glass ceiling, what you're experiencing in it is, and what Josiah and myself have experienced in several different areas of life and just ministry and just opportunities that we've had is a stunted growth. Meaning that if I choose to stay and just camp out under this glass ceiling and never break through, I'm never going to reach my full potential. It's kind of like putting a fish in a bowl, you know, like you put a fish in a bowl, that's how big it will grow. If you put it in the ocean, like the opportunities, like it's just, it's going to grow. So just thinking of that as you as a person, no matter what role you're in, let's be lifelong learners that are always, you know, learning, always growing and never settling for the stunted growth, becoming stale, becoming stagnant, because that's not fun to be. And you see, you see those people, right? Those are the people that don't like their job. Um, I can relate to the fact that I'd outgrown my role very similarly to Josiah of like, Hey, I'm not a licensed pastor. I'm not ordained, but I'm doing all these things. I can go up to here, but because I don't have the schooling, I can't go up to here. Like I can't break through that glass. So my glass ceiling was, um, going back to school, that that was my next thing. That was my breakthrough moment, um, in that season, right? We always have breakthrough moments. So I felt like my personal growth was being stunted by the things that I was allowed to do and the things that I could not yet do just for the sensitivity of people's information, lives, just that everything goes. And I respect that. And I get that. And if I, if I would have stayed, I think I personally would have taken an opportunity to serve God and serve the people and serve the young adults. And that opportunity would have become an obligation. The moment that your job becomes an obligation that I have to go to, I don't want to be here. I don't like what I do. I don't necessarily enjoy the people I'm with. There's no room for me to grow. You see how my personality just changes. You kind of just go through the motions. So, and then you become poisoned in the water hole because you're dissatisfied with where you're at. Like I was, I was becoming that person. I go, I said, I have to resign and move on to school, which starts this month. So I'm transitioning out because I feel like if I were to stay, I would become poisoned in the water hole. And I don't want to become that. Like, I just don't want to have a bitter heart. I want to leave on amazing terms. So anytime there's a transition of you breaking through a glass ceiling, it's not only affecting you, it's affecting the people around you. So one thing to keep in mind Leave people in places better than you found them. So if that's a transition out of the job, if that's whatever it is, just leave people in places better than you found them and leave on good terms because you never know when you need to, you can go back in relationship with them. You never know if they're going to offer you a bigger job promotion. You don't know if they're going to need you and call you back. And maybe you're in a season where you would want to work for them again. I don't know. But keeping that in mind. So when you hit the next, once you step and break through that glass ceiling, the growing pains start, right? Because the level of uncertainty increases and so does the fear of the unknown. So does the curiosity that grows as well. But what I realized when I moved downtown Minneapolis are all these different things of like, wow, I'm going back to school. I'm leaving everything I've known. And I know you guys have heard this, but it's like, I had to pay for parking, like growing pains, like just how the world functions Growing pains can be this. They can be just putting me in an uncomfortable situation or an unknown situation where I'm like, oh, I've never experienced this before. This is uncomfortable. This is unusual. Oh, this is an opportunity for a growing pain. This is God sifting through some things to make me a bigger, better person in regards to a bigger uh, perspective of the world and not just my small town mindset or my smaller town upbringing. So just okay. keeping in mind when you go through the ceiling and you burst through that glass floor, get ready for the growing pains. 
Because the growing pains means that you have an opportunity to show up and let God show off. And, you know, as a kid, when you're growing and your, your, your feet hurt, your joints hurt, or you're playing sports and you're like, oh my gosh, my shins hurt. Like all those different things. Those are examples of growing pains. So when you feel yourself hitting a wall, feeling the resistance of a wall that you're trying to break down yourself or open a door of opportunity that maybe is not yours to open, keep in mind that, wow, okay, maybe there's a different door and it's right next door, right here. This door is locked and I'm not supposed to go this direction. And I'm seeking counsel. I have those mentors in my life. I'm praying. I'm reading the word of God. I'm trying to figure this out, right? So we keep training, like, Lord, make this a door, make this a door. But in reality, we could look over and realize that God's already opened up all these other doors of opportunity. So just keeping in mind, keep your head up, keep your eyes lifted to the heavens. Um, that is figure, where your figure, help comes from. Figuratively, spiritually, and literally at times. Yeah. Um, and put your feelers out there. Share your dreams with others. Granted, so don't share them too soon, but just say, hey, I know a transition is coming. Here's what I'm passionate about. If there's anything that you think that it might be a good fit, or if you know anybody in this field, hey, who are those people? Could you get me in contact with them? You never know. I mean, one sharing of one dream to one person can open a huge opportunity for you as an individual. So we want to be people that not only knock on the door, but we want to be people that open the door for others, that That's greet so people, that welcome people in, that say, hey, sit at my table, join my team, meet my friends. Here's my family. You know, like that's who we are. And that's what we want you to be too when it comes to a kingdom-minded um, I don't know, building of God's kingdom, essentially. Like we want you to know that you're welcome. And sometimes we have to practice the gift of his hospitality, right? It's and to good. know that God has plans, right? It's good. I just heard this, something that John Maxwell says, hmm. leadership author and writer. He says, we don't leave places, we go places. So Preston, I really want you to focus on where it is that God's calling you. It can feel like Abraham sometimes. Well, I don't know where he's calling me, but what's your next step? And don't focus on where you're leaving. Focus on where you're going. Don't focus on the past. Start focusing on the future. Mm. We hear this sometimes that the windshield is so much bigger than the rear view mirror. I'm glad you said that. That's what came to my mind. Exactly. Like we can glance back for progress or a reference point from time to time and look back with for the faithfulness mm-hmm. of God. But where we're really going to spend our time focusing isn't in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. It's going to be looking to the future. And good. I would also say be patient and prayerful because mm-hmm. here's the image that just bubbles up in my mind is the microwave and the crock pot. Mm. The results that you're looking for don't come instantly. But the problem is we live in a culture that loves the instant gratification. That's the problem. Mm. And everyone else shows you what happened in their overnight success. Except when you start researching Mm. overnight success, it takes about a decade. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we don't overestimate what we can do on our own in a year. Mm -hmm. And in the process, underestimate what God can do in a few. Right. So the other thing is, I just, I know you're a photographer and you'll love this Preston, but Mm -hmm. there's Instagram or IG, but there's Kodak. And so your process, your season of life right now is a little bit more like the dark room Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable, but that's where character is developed. That's where God's classroom Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. desert. And he took Moses 
to the desert for 40 years. And he right. took the Israelites there. He took Jesus to the wilderness to pray and fast for 40 days. And that's not a time of weakening. That's a time mm -hmm. of strengthening. So view this season of you're going to get some of the most amazing portraits. You're going to get some of the most amazing views of God, right. but they're in that quiet place. They're in that dark room. It's that Kodak development. You can picture it. You can smell it. There's the solution that's in there and it's going to take a process of development mm -hmm. of your dream. Yeah, that's so good. And maybe you can relate to Preston's question. Maybe you find yourself up against a wall and you don't know which direction to go. And the only place you have to look is up. And we just want to encourage you, if you're looking up for the 10th time, the 100th time, or the first time, and maybe the first time here, you're like, you know what? I don't know who Jesus is. I don't know if I can trust him. I don't know if I believe in him. Maybe I've heard of church. If you're that person, you're really questioning your faith and you're wrestling with the questions or you're saying, hey, I, I do believe in God. I do believe that Jesus was sent to this earth to be fully man to be fully God, to die on the cross in place of my sin, to take the debt that I could and would and never be able to owe and <clears throat> see him resurrected on the third day after everything had to have taken place after the beating of the cross to say, I want to spend an eternity with my children. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus says. That's what he's done. That's what is going to happen when he comes back. And um, if you find yourself and you're saying, hey, I want to accept Jesus right now. You can check out our website or you can direct message us. Let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you want to say yes to Jesus. We want to get some stuff in your hands. And maybe for the other person listening, maybe this is like your 10th or 100th time looking up and you're in surrender again. Guess what? You are not alone either. We are constantly surrendering, not only in the big moments, but the small moments as people, as parents, as pastors, as friends. We have to surrender every moment of our life to God because he's where our help comes from. He's where our hope comes from. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And we can trust him with any and all things, even when it feels impossible. He is the God who defies the impossible because everything he does is in his time and in his name. And we just want to glorify him in the process. So Josiah, do you have anything else to say on this beautiful Friday? If he said it, he'll do it. Yes. God said it. He'll do it. He pays for what he orders. Mm -hmm. So he's good on it and it's a process. And so we don't want you to be discouraged. I think the message is find encouragement, find joy mm -hmm. in the today, take the next right step. We know that you're visual and God's given you this grand vision of the future. And we arrive there one step at a time. Until next time, we'll talk soon.